0: Welcome to Sexual Craftsmanship, the podcast that teaches you how to develop sexual confidence and become a better lover using a system of practice suited for dating and sex in today's world. No experience necessary. And now, here's your host, certified sex coach, sociologist, and mega nerd, Sarah Martin. Hello, craftsmen. Hi, my name is Sarah Martin, and I am so excited to be with you here today on this, the inaugural episode of the Sexual Craftsmanship Podcast. Today, it's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling really excited to start sharing actionable information and advice with you through this new medium. You know, I have been thinking about dreaming about, planning for starting this podcast, I think for probably about two years now. So it's wonderful to at last be started. The plan is to be with you every week and bringing you lots of excellent content related to the practice of sexual craftsmanship. Today, I want to jump right in with what I think is actually the most important question, pointing to kind of the most important foundational skill when you are looking to improve, I mean, not just your dating, sex, and relationship life, really, but honestly, your entire life. And the question I want to ask you is this. What do you desire? Anybody here a Lucifer fan? I don't know if you've watched this program. You can check out the whole back catalog on Netflix. That's one of my Hashtag quarantine recommendations for you. But if you haven't seen it, Lucifer, the headline character, his power, his ability is teasing out people's deeply held desires. So he looks deeply into someone's eyes. He asks, what do you desire? And they, despite themselves, are unable to contain their, their truest, deepest desires, and they speak them out loud. And if you think about it, this really is a superpower, in part because how many of us actually know what we want? Not what we think we should want, not what someone else wants us to want, but what we truly want, what we truly desire. And and that is exactly why being in touch with desire is the foundational skill of a life well-lived. Desire is essentially... The way I would define it, because there's lots of ways you can go about defining desire, right? About wanting, about yearning. But I choose to look at desire this way. Desire is our creative potential. It's that within us as people that brings into being. It can bring words into being. It can bring action into being. It can bring things. If you think about creative projects like, I don't know, pottery or writing a song or writing some really excellent lines of code in a program desire is is that generative force and it reminds me of the Walt Whitman poem song of myself and I'm just going to read you a couple of lines urge and urge and urge always the procreant urge of the world out of the dimness opposite equals advance always substance and increase always sex Always a knit of identity, always distinction, always a breed of life. Ooh, do you get tingles hearing that? Do you feel some chills? I know I do. And I think that's in part because think about it this way. When you don't know what you want, you're going to struggle to move towards it. Even as you will actually, in fact, move towards it, when we're not aware of our desires, they still act on us. They just act on us in sometimes dysfunctional, sometimes really unhelpful or inefficient ways. And when you move towards a desire that you're not actually conscious of, what that does is it robs you of choice. It robs you of your ability to take a look and, and consider, okay, this is my desire How do I want to approach it? You know, how do I want to work with this? What am I wanting to create through this desire in my life? What reality am I wanting to build? And so when you begin to cultivate an awareness of your desire, this empowers you because it allows you to choose. It allows you to choose also whether you want to act on it at all. You know, sometimes we have desires that when we consider them, We might say, okay, actually, yeah, this one I'm going to take a pass on or I'm going to wait. One example that comes to mind in these pandemic times is, you know, I desire to walk around great crowds of people without having a mask on. I want to be able to hug my friends and go to a bar and go to live music. Oh, I miss that so much. You know, these are pretty strong desires. And at the same time, that's maybe a bit of a dysfunctional way of going about it because a deeper desire there, right, is a desire to connect, a desire to engage and also a desire to, I don't know, experience the pleasure that music creates for me. And so rather than approaching that in a dysfunctional way or in this sort of one track way of the way I used to meet those needs or meet those desires, uh, look differently before we were dealing with the pandemic, now I can kind of say, all right, how can I pursue connection in this time? How can I approach this in a way that really honors my needs and honors the needs of the people around me? So that's just one small example and very timely. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, I'm recording this in July, 2020, when the coronavirus pandemic is taking place. But where I wanna move to next is, If an awareness of desire is so important to empowerment and choice and a life well-lived, the question becomes, well, how can you become aware of desire? The first area I would suggest taking a look at are somatic sensations. Do you know what desire feels like in your body? And for some people, it's like, yep, I know exactly what desire feels like. It's like this warm sensation in my chest or this warm sensation through my whole body. Some people would describe it as, yeah, it's this excitement that tingles at the top of my head or it's like this pulling sensation, almost like I want to burst forth and move. But not everybody is aware of their somatic experience of desire. Don't worry, I'm coming to that and I'm going to give you some great tips on how you can pick it up. But essentially, your body is a great compass here to point towards what you truly want, what you truly desire. To that extent, another way to pay attention to your body is you can also get a clue from somatic direction is what I'm calling it here. That's essentially if you notice yourself leaning towards something or holding your gaze on something for a long time. It might be a book on a shelf. It might be leaning in as you're having a conversation with someone where maybe you're not even aware that you're doing it, but your body is moving towards that which you desire, which in that case could be more excellent conversation. It could also point towards other forms of attraction, right? But the point here is that your body is sending you a message when you do that. I also want to just throw up at this moment a warning to beware of your thoughts, it's usually at this point in terms of talking about using the body as a compass that someone might say to me, well, I know what I don't want. And honestly, guys, that's not really a useful way to cultivate awareness of your true desire. And, and this comes up so often. So if you find yourself struggling to think about what do I want? What do I want out of life? And you're able to come up with a nice long laundry list of things that you don't want. That's okay. Okay. Make a note, get it out so that you've cleared that. But then I invite you to come back because there are actually cognitive experiences that point toward desire and that's what you're looking for. So pay attention to uh, when do you enter flow states, right? And don't we all love a good flow state where you are just so lost in the moment and it feels easeful and beautiful and exciting and engaging pay attention to when flow states happen for you because that's often a really great indication of desire and in fact meeting some of your desires another really good cognitive experience of desire that can help to bring it to your awareness is when you lose time So do you have a friend where you spend time together and suddenly seven hours have gone by and it feels like 15 minutes? That is a pretty good indication that in that time that you're spending together, you are really following desire. You are really meeting your desires in those moments. So that can be another really great cue more on the cognitive side rather than the body based side in terms of how to get a sense of what you desire a way in, if some of these deeper desires, you know, I spoke about this desire for connectedness in my own life earlier, but that was buried underneath other layers of things, wasn't it? You know, it was buried underneath this desire to go to a concert or hug my friends, for example. And what that does is it, it's a way to elicit your desires and hold them up for examination by starting with simple pleasures. So, thinking about what's a simple thing you enjoy doing, setting aside this big question of, you know, what do I want for my life? Or what kind of relationship do I want? Or what do I want to experience with a partner? Where all of this can seem, oh, geez, you know, these are big questions. Instead, like, what are simple things you enjoy? Maybe taking a shower and not really thinking about anything in particular. That might be a simple pleasure in your life. It might be something like holding your hands under a hand dryer until they're fully dry. That's one of mine. (laughs) Another one might be taking a walk somewhere in nature. There's nothing very complicated about it, but it's definitely a pleasure. And so have a little bit of a think about what are some of the simple pleasures in your life, maybe that you experience every day, maybe that you don't get the opportunity to experience as often, but they definitely come to mind when I say, what's a simple pleasure, right? What are are some simple things that you enjoy? And then I'd like to teach you right now uh, the reduction technique for really getting in touch with your desire. Call to mind one of those simple pleasures. In the example I gave about taking a walk, right? The reduction technique works like this. You complete the blanks in this sentence. A person who enjoys blank probably wants blank. A person who enjoys taking a walk probably wants time in nature. I mean, that makes sense, especially if it's taking a walk in the forest or by the beach or in the park. That would definitely make sense in terms of wanting time in nature. You could also think, hmm, a person who enjoys taking a walk probably wants time to think, And another one may be a person who enjoys taking a walk probably wants some physical exercise. And I encourage you anytime you use the reduction technique to try to think of three possible wants. And if more come to mind, then you can take notes of them. This is a great exercise to do in a journal. But essentially setting yourself that bar of I need to come up with at least three really can get the creative juices flowing. And then you can read back through and think about it. Ah, yeah, sometimes when I go for a walk, I do it really because I want time alone to think. I want to be outside where I've not got technology pinging off all the time or other people in the house, especially in this era of sheltering in place. I just want that time to think alone with my thoughts. And that's a really great way to start at the surface, right? Take a look for pleasure and then start to follow it because that can help you to unearth your desires. So, you know, what are your simple pleasures telling you about your deeper desires? Use this as as a benchmark, as a way in. And I'm gonna encourage you to practice this skill because this might not seem immediately related to sex. Like Sarah, you're talking about putting your hands under a dryer or walking around outside. What does that have to do with sex? Well, quite a lot, actually, because what you're doing with this process and using the reduction technique and spending some time being intentional thinking about your desires is you're training your ability to bring attention to your desires, and that absolutely transfers to the bedroom. Simple pleasures are your window in. And remember that not all desire is about sex actually, desire is all about the reality you're capable of bringing into being. And when someone is considering you as a sexual partner, they're not just taking a look at your desire for sex or your awareness of your desire for sex. Like, you come to them as a whole person. So the presence of desire in many areas of your life and your connection with that desire is really powerful in terms of forming relationships of whatever stripe, be it for one light or the rest of your life. And it can be really powerfully attractive to be around people that know what they want, right? All right, craftsmen, that is it for this inaugural episode of Sexual Craftsmanship. I hope you have a wonderful time getting connected to your desire. You need the skill for everything that comes next in this podcast. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do consider following or subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. Please also consider telling a friend. If You found this interesting and you think it may be useful. I would love to spread the word uh, that sexual craftsmanship is here and has lots of useful information and actionable advice. All right, guys. So I will see you right back here next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to jump right into the sexual craftsmanship process, head on over to sexualcraftsmanship.com backslash friendzone and download your free guide to avoiding the friend zone for good, including five exact scripts you can use today.